Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And obviously we saw in the preseason he scored a goal like that, burning uh, Kuznetsov. But even in general, in the regular season against, you know, actual NHL players, he's still pulling that off. And, you know, I think overall, just a really smart player who's going to continue to grow. All right, what's brewing, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bruins and Bruins podcast, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and I guess the podcast formerly known as Pride Diehards. Uh, Drew just left the call. That's, that is an excellent start. Uh, my name is Cam Hasbrook. I am here with right now just our good buddy, Sean Richard. Uh Drew has returned now. Welcome back, Drew. We're here to talk some Bruins hockey, 5-0 and for the second season in a row. Excellent start for the Bruins here, thanks to, most recently, our young savior, Matthew Potra, the man himself. Uh, we're going to talk about that, his breakout two-goal performance in just a second. But first, let's talk some beers. It was it, it feels nice to crack one open here, the fellas. You know, after surviving last week and the, the four-day gap between games, finally getting some hockey back this weekend, uh, at least if you could stay awake for it on the East Coast, uh, but Sean, what were what were you cracking into this weekend for some games, and what do you got in front of you right now? So right now, as I crack, uh, gotta go with a classic, uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Oh, buddy, <laughs> let's go! Oh, um, <laughs> incredible! I mean, you can't go wrong. In you this simply cannot. Year, it is uh, great beer overall. Um, obviously, prefer it more when it's fall time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's the only time of year you can get it, but I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, let's see. Obviously, I have to take a sip. I know what this tastes like, but. Is that the pumpkin down east? I'm sorry. I had to run really quick. <laughs> no. Me and Cam have oh. the same beer. Uh, same Adam's October. Okay. This is the oh. big orange can that got me. There yeah. you go. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I would say drinkability. Pretty drinkable. It's not as light as maybe some of their other beers. Um, I'm going to go 22 on that. Uh, tasteability, uh, it's pretty rich, good flavor, obviously, for an Oktoberfest. Uh, I'm going to go 30 on that. Go Tim Thomas. So Excellent. pretty good beer. I guess I'll just jump in with mine, too, since I'm drinking the same thing. Um, I would endorse everything Sean just said. He's got good taste buds. Uh, you got drink Drew Test, too. Drinkability pretty, pretty high. I'm gonna go 23. Um, I don't know, like especially not that this is a dark beer by any means, but sometimes these ones that are a little darker, you know, they they kind of get too bodied to like really go down with the the drinkability scale. Um, but this one, it's not. Drew's doing everything he can to fuck this up right now. This one goes down pretty simply. Uh, tasteability. Yeah, I think a 30 is about right there. That was a that was a good snipe there, Sean. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one there. Drew, you said you had something fun. Um, yeah, I was also trying to get you to do the Drew test. That's why I was leaning. Oh, the into Drew my test. Oh, right. Yeah, we were Drew testing beers this weekend. Shouts to Drew for uh, 
added me up to his place in Bridgeton. Oh, this definitely passes the Drew test. No question about it. Excellent. Um, don't mind me as I peer through my Casco Bay League champion glass right here. Uh, I'm not really mm. sure if this one was for softball or soccer. You know, I've just won so many. So <laughs> that, would, uh, that would be co-ed adult rec league champion in the B League, I think it was. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, anyway, Drew, what you got, buddy? Um, so this might be a, a first on the podcast for me. Maybe shocking to some longtime listeners. Uh, I, Drew Johnson, Dupe Schmoob, have a glass of wine. Um, wow. This evening. That's nice. Um, so I got, before I take a sip, I had a few sips uh, this weekend, Cam. I think you did as well of the blueberry I had definitely wine. definitely a few sips, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, this is a Dragonfly Farm and Winery Blueberry Bliss Blueberry Table Wine. Um, and uh, it's Maine, right? Yeah, proudly produced and bottled by Dragonfly Farm in uh, Stetson, Maine. So if you know where Stetson, Maine is off the top of your head, you deserve a prize or you live there. Um, <laughs> or you so, <laughs> maybe you deserve a prize had, for living there. I don't know what it's like. In Stetson, yeah, but. just like a send us a, a, a letter, uh, we'll give you Cam's address, and uh, yeah, uh, so. Yeah, that's how I remember it. So I don't like wine, but this is like really, really sugary and very much blueberry. It's like it's like juice. Like it's, it's like a table like wine. Juice. You should specify. Yeah, it's can't really, taste. It's yeah, very desserty for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, um, but as a kind of person who doesn't really like wine, I don't like the the tanginess of wine. I suppose I don't know. I just like my beer and my cider. Uh, this is all right, but uh, drinkability is going to be. See, I'm puzzled by the drinkability because it's so damn good. You could drink a lot of it, but also it feels really heavy with all that sugar. So I'm going to go towards that and say the drinkability is a 15. Um, tasteability, 37. Wow, full bergy there. The Bruce and Bruins podcast is still very pro-wine. Drew is the exception of the rule here. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, of course. Uh, give us your sponsorship. Dragonfly Farm and Wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Or the awesome. town of Stetson, Maine in general. Yes. You put an ad in there. there. Maybe their tourism <laughs> department can use a, a boost here. Could, I'm sure they have a tourism You could go to the winery. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Talking about the kid himself. Um, have, have the Bruins finally struck gold when they most needed it? One savior leaves, another steps in, Matthew Patra. Break out two goals the other night to secure a three to one victory for the Bruins against the Ducks to get to five and zero. I mean, I, I just want to talk high level first of all because I know we're checking into what that was game number five of the season. Obviously, we've got I think four more. It's a nine total until they have to make a call on his future, uh, whether to send him back to the OHL and juniors or not. I think it's safe to say at this point you cannot send this kid back. Just the like because I know that's the discussion being had at the high level. I want to get. A little more into the nitty gritty of the game, but to address that first, there's no shot this kid's getting sent back to junior, right? No way, he's not going no. back now. Yeah, I think that was sort of given before the game yesterday, but after that two goal performance and watching it bounce back, I know people, you know, were were saying he had kind of his first setback against San Jose. He started in that top six role. Um, Montgomery made some lineup switches mid game. Ultimately, got shoved back into the bottom six and was kind of quiet throughout the night. Uh, I thought he looked good bouncing back against the Kings and finally got rewarded for it, obviously, with two goals against Anaheim. Um, but it's not just the fact that he's getting on the scoreboard. I think his game overall has looked so impressive. I think he you know, demonstrates a, 
a level of maturity and poise and patience on the ice that is I almost would I know people have been making like the Bergeron comparison because of this age, obviously, but um, which of course, like, you know, I think everybody knows that's like a, a massive exaggeration at this point, but um maybe we don't toss we don't toss that name around here lately. Um but I, I, I do think some of the way that he plays and creates space for himself is almost more kind of David Krejci like just very aware of his stick at all times, uh, is able to create space where there shouldn't be, especially for a guy who's what listed at 5'11", 180, doesn't even maybe look like that, uh, is able to create space at, at a, a rate that is pretty crazy for how young and inexperienced he is playing against guys, you know, you know again, in juniors, it maxes out at what, I think 22 or something like that. So, I mean, I, I've been really impressed with his game, especially on the, the offensive and forechecking side of the ice, but through and through this kid looks legit yeah for sure and i think even from preseason on he's kind of passed any tests that's been thrown his way um even early preseason i know that was more you know there wasn't any expectations but he looks so good um in a variety of different situations and obviously as preseason goes on he's facing better opponents more and more nhl regulars are coming in you know, he's still out there. He's winning face-offs. He looks good. He's holding his own. And then even towards the end when, you know, it's I think it was a back-to-back, one against Washington. Uh, I forget what the other game was there. But he even looked good in those two. Um, and so, yeah, kind of all along the way, uh, early in the season, he's kind of passed any test thrown kind of up against him. And especially in that San Jose game, as you were mentioning, Cam, like he didn't look great. He didn't look great. Uh, I think a lot of that also had to do with just the lines being shuffled around. Um, mm. As you mentioned, he was kind of buried down there. But the response in L.A. was great. And then, obviously, the payoff with the two goals last night. At this point, you can't send him back because he, I think he fills a really important role in this roster, just having another center uh, that's so smart like he is. And he's also been pretty good on the faceoff dot, you know, in addition. Uh, that's kind of another plus. Uh and if you were to tell me, you know, even in preseason that he would have uh, three points in five games, you know, I'm definitely going to take that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I think, Cam, you hit on it at one point, like the, the patience was especially what stuck out to me, um, you know, other than last night scoring two goals, including the game winner, not bad. But um, just like I feel like I haven't seen a rookie in a while, at least on the Bruins have the patience to just hold on to the puck that long. I feel like when you're a younger player, you probably have this feeling, oh, I should probably get it to, I don't know, McAvoy's at the point, or I'm out there with Pasternak on an overlapping shift and send it over to him. Like, you know, I don't I don't want to be the guy to hold on to it too long and turn it over. But that seems to just be a great part of his game. He has it down deep. He can, um, you know, just get the body positioning there, even though he's not the biggest guy. Um, and I think that's really the sign that I think when I think of it kind of, you know, the Bergeron comparison, as you said, can we can't throw that around lightly, but it's those small things that kind of really stuck out to me before. Like I felt like he was earning his spot even before he scored those two goals. Um, But that, that sort of, I think for me solidifies the argument that he should stay. I mean, we'll see how the next few games go, but he'd really have to shit the bed to not have a spot at this point. Yeah. It sounds like without context, complimenting a player the way I'm about to in five NHL games would make it sound like I'm trying to find something that he does well, but like the little things you're talking about, his stick placement is brilliant. And to, again, like if beginning of the season, you told me I yeah, have five games and you're being complimenting his stick placement. You're probably going to be like, all right, it's not 
not the best player we got here, but it really is like that's an example of just one of those small things that he does on the forecheck, especially to pressure defenders going one way or the other. Just those little things that you pick up and that, you know, I mean, obviously are fundamentals of hockey in some standpoint, but especially in a league that quick and, and you know, with jumping in at 19 years old, the one he's jumping into right now takes a lot of guys a while to pick up um, those little things that he's, he's doing just so well is again, his forechecking is relentless. He's he pressures defenders incredibly well. Um, we've seen him <clears throat> force several turnovers and then he immediately creates scoring chances off of those turnovers, which is, is really impressive for again, how inexperienced he is. And again, not being the biggest guy, Mm-hmm. I saw Scott McLaughlin tweeted out last night, Patra on the ice during five on five play yesterday, high danger scoring changes favored the Bruins five to one. When he was on the bench, they were in favor of the Ducks 10 to one. So, I mean, that's a player who is just driving positive impact for his team <laughs> on both ends of the ice. Um, I mean, again, I, we'll see how, how long he can keep it up and that all like, there are still obviously a lot of unanswered questions here, but I think as far as expectations go, as kind of Sean alluded to, even after having a good preseason and, and maybe seeing those expectations rise a little bit, I still think he's blown him out of the water, which is, is really impressive. Yeah. And another thing that I've kind of liked with this game as well is I know it's kind of a cliche, but when you say, you know, he has a good hockey IQ, I mean, it's true. He, he's just so smart in terms of his positioning on the ice. Also, his vision. Uh, he's made a ton of great passes, I think, for the most part uh, since coming up here. And, you know, even his on the power play, which is, you know, such a sign of them trusting him, them putting him on the power play. But mm-hmm. even there, uh, his work off the half boards or the half ball there has been mm-hmm. fantastic. He's pulling that little mm-hmm. like Marchand spin move yeah. like, back and forth there. And obviously we saw in the preseason, he scored a goal like that burning uh, Kuznetsov, but even in general in the regular season against, you know, actual NHL players, he's still pulling that off. And, you know, I think overall just a really smart player who's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Some yeah. of those moves, like you said, it's just like, you, you see a guy pull that off, like, you know, at the end of his rookie season, you're like, wow, for a rookie to pull that off for a guy to be pulling that kind of shit off five three games into his NHL career, like is, is it shows how much confidence he's skating with. And um, I, I made a comment to me the other day that like, I think early in, in preseason, especially, and, you know, you're fighting for a roster spot. I think like players can kind of show their age and, and sort of those little things about just the way that they're playing and decisions that they're making and just those little bit of nerves. And he right now is playing like somebody who, is fully bought into the fact that he should be in the NHL and that he belongs there. And it's, he doesn't seem like he's trying to prove himself or do too much. He looks like he's just trusting his, his abilities and just playing really confident hockey, which is really impressive. Yeah. I think um, what's really great too. And you know, Montgomery has a system, but he seemed last year too, just very much hands off in some ways, kind of just, you know, play your game, play to the strengths of, uh, you know, play to your game within the system, I guess, is a way to phrase it. Um, and, you know, it, it with Poitra, that's, you know, you're playing a 200-foot a game there and, you know, your distributor as well. I think his passing was just absolutely insane too, even when it didn't lead to a goal, um, just really setting up chances. And then uh, you look at a guy like Beecher, who's there on the fourth line. His game is he's a big body with speed, so throw some hits, get some possession down deep and stuff. I like how the younger players and maybe it's not completely attributed to him, but I like to think maybe a little bit because the Bruins have had shit luck 
with uh, rookie. I mean, obviously you got McAvoy and you got DeBrus there, um, and Pasternak. Okay, but you know you get a couple star. But lately, lately, I feel like the past five years or so, it's just been pretty dry. Uh, we keep having these guys come up and and not do much. And I don't know what that has to do with coaching. I don't know what that has to do with the individual player. But um, it, it, overall, it's just really good to see that. Poitra in particular is doing very well, and you got guys like Beecher making a making a case, I suppose, to potentially stay. Quick pause for a reminder that the Bruise and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. When you bet five on the NFL, that's promo code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Quick look ahead here. I, I wanted to bring it up at least because we got some some spicy matchups, uh, at least emotionally for Bruins fans coming up. Um, obviously, we have the Blackhawks and another showdown with the Ducks um, and the Red Wings this week. But then looking into next week, we have Monday matchup with the Panthers and then Thursday a matchup with the Leafs. Um, I, especially I'm curious, I, you know, we know what to expect. I think Bruins Leafs, it's been a pretty similar atmosphere. I think, uh, whether it's at the garden or up in Toronto, the last couple of years and the Bruins and Leafs have played, but, um, what do you think the energy is going to be like against Florida? I think that one looks like it is at the garden. I believe it is. So obviously, uh, you know, going to be bringing back some, some traumatic memories for certain Bruins fans looking at you, Sean. Um, but also I, you know, there's going to be a little bit of feistiness in the air for sure. From the, from the Bruins perspective, I'm, I'm really curious to see, um, what that's going to be like, but what are you guys, what are you anticipating for that one? Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely going to be a little bit feisty as you mentioned against the Panthers. Um, the thing about those two games as well, that and the one against the Leafs is those are probably your first really good opponents that you're facing up against, you know, mm-hmm. not to discredit someone like the Kings, I guess, but um, I feel like you've kind of had it easy going, especially on this West coast road trip. So coming back home, which should help them out, but coming back home uh, against, you know, probably two of the best in the Atlantic, uh, obviously the Maple Leafs probably should be the best in the Atlantic, um, but going up against them kind of heated rivals. If you want to call Florida that now, I don't know. <laughs> definitely gonna be exciting games and i think a really good test for this team um i'm also very nervous (laughs) considering like i said not the not the greatest schedule early on for the bruins so uh but it should be fun nonetheless um and we'll see if it gets a little chippy yeah 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 i can definitely see the chippiness being there i think um 
I think it's a good statement too. Like you're saying, you got Florida and Toronto here, and it's your really your first test in the Atlantic too. And um, I think it's it's really a statement to see. All right, where are these teams at? Because we know where they were at last season. We know the Bruins had the first round exit against Florida. Uh, we also knew the Bruins were the best regular season team last year, um, and they're they're on pace to go 82 and 0 right now. <laughs> I don't know so, if you guys heard. Yeah. So, but I think I think that is a, a big statement. If if they could win both those games, Florida and Toronto, that's a huge statement. Um, if they can get three points out of that, I say mission accomplished. Um, so I think I think that's going to be critical for them. And I'm really confident in this team. And I think you know it's five games in, but you know I I think there was a little bit of worry. Okay, this is a team without Bergeron's leadership there, and you know you lose Krejci too, and you're like, huh. What's it going to be? Um, but so far, so good. So I think that is, like you said, Sean, the real test. If they can keep up with those teams, then I think they're going to be all right. Um, anything else? I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, wrapping it up here, I guess. Um, quick look ahead. I guess we looked ahead at the week. Yeah, Blackhawks, Ducks, Red Wings. Hopefully the Bruins can stack at least another two wins out of those three. Uh, would be very, very nice to be rolling into that Panthers Maple Leafs, um, you know, duo with a, a seven-one record for sure. So watch out for the Wings. DeBrincat has twelve points. Larkin has eleven or ten or something like that. They're yeah, both they, leading they, the league. What I thought maybe that was as of yesterday. They were leading the league, but like, oh, they're on fire. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was going to be Buffalo sneaking into like the last playoff spot in the Atlantic, but the Wings have been so good so far yeah and buffalo's been pretty shit honestly so we'll see they got off to a pretty tough start i think they rebounded a little bit right didn't they get a win or two yeah they beat so a couple wins in the last week but oh and three to start the season and they were leaking goals those first two games which has been a problem for them in the past so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i think Uh, um i don't even know what i was gonna say now yeah, cool. the wine's starting to hit. Maybe <laughs> get another glass. <laughs> All right, we gotta, yeah, we gotta wrap this dinner. up before we get canceled. Uh, Sean, thanks as always for joining us, buddy. Of course. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Anytime. Uh, shout out your stuff. You got some designs, I hear. I see. I, I sure do. I sure do. If you want to follow me at Rashad Designs, I mainly post on Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Um, I just post jerseys for the most part. So if you like hockey jerseys, sweet. check that out. Sweet hockey jerseys. Perfect. That was it. All right. That was it. Yeah. That's, just, that's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> go <laughs> check it out. <laughs> also oh, yeah. on Twitter, but. <laughs> yeah, follow on Twitter too. Uh, Rajat, he scores. Got to change the ad. Yeah. It, that's a good idea. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, Till next time. Later this week. Go Beats. Go Beats. Go Beats.